Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They sent me and I got the part, and that was in my first movie, which was also Mike Myers' first movie before he started all the Austin Powers franchise. You're listening to Money Moves, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. Hey, Money Movers, we're back. I'm your host, Tanya Sam. Get ready today for some laughs and candid conversations because today we have a comedy legend in the house, the original bad girl of comedy. She's a powerhouse on stage and screen known for her unapologetic humor and savage wit. You've seen her in films, heard her voice across animated series and watched her steal the show in stand-up comedy routines. She's a true icon of the world of comedy, bringing her unique style and no holds barred commentary on life's quirks and challenges. Money Movers, please welcome the one, the only, Lunell to the Money Moves podcast. Hi, Lunell. Hi, hi there. Oh my gosh. Well, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Um, I'm super excited to tell our Money Movers audience how you got to where you are, how you built this house that you so rightly wear the crown in, and learn a little bit more about how you've been thinking about making your money move over the past you know, history of such an incredible career. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> well, it, it's all easy. Let me start from the beginning. I want to go back. And if you um, 
could, I want you to introduce our audience to Little Lunel. Um, tell us sort of how you grew up and I want you to frame it from like how you thought about money in your household or did you always know that you would be rich, famous, a star? Well, I was born in Tallinn, Arkansas. I'm the eighth of eight children. I have seven brothers and sisters and 17 nieces and nephews and one daughter. Wow. Uh, but I wasn't raised in Arkansas through some circumstances in the family. I was raised away from my brothers and sisters in California, mm -hmm. specifically in the Oakland Bay Area. My parents, I lived way better than my siblings because my parents were professionals. Um, my father was a supervisor of custodians for Hayward Area Recreation and Park District. My, nurse, mm -hmm. my mother was a nurse at Highland Hospital in Oakland, and mm -hmm. we always lived well. So I've been around money all my life. Mm -hmm. Not so fortunate for my siblings, however, who were raised in Arkansas uh, with um, my mother who was single sides. But um, they were raised uh, not as uh, opulently as myself. Mm -hmm. um, of course, that you know caused a little resentment and contention in the early years. I bet. But things have evened out now. I know that I... I don't want to say that I've always known that I was going to have money, but I know it was always a goal of mine mm -hmm. to have money. And I didn't know that doing comedy when I started was going to be the way that I was going to make it. Because at the time when I started, this was before Comic View, before Def Jam, before Blacks were on TV in a regular space. So we were just in the clubs doing it, you know, $50, maybe a couple of drinks, something to eat, maybe. So I didn't really know that that's where my money would come. And my whole career has been sort of a fluke. Like there's no blueprint to how I got where I am. I don't think there's a blueprint for anybody. I think everybody's journey is different. So film and television actually were my first introductions to money before stand-up was. Oh. I went to an audition for a friend who couldn't go and landed the part. Oh, I love those stories. Yeah, my friend, and this, this would never happen today. <laughs> but back then, my friend couldn't go to an audition. They, The agent needed somebody. They said, well, can I send my friend? They sent me and I got the part. And that was in my first movie, which was also Mike Myers' first movie before he started all the Austin Powers franchise. So I Married an Axe Murderer was the first movie. The second movie I did, which got me into the union, was also filmed in the Bay Area. That was The Rock. That was starred Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage was filmed on Alcatraz. I also was working, I got picked to work as a television host on a local television network called the Soul Beat Television Network, which was in Oakland, which was all black owned and operated, training on the job, training before BET came out. This was years and years ago. So I was already on TV, came to Los Angeles. Okay, this, I got a question now, because you're right, this, this is the 90s and I remember Mike Myers, I remember So I Married an Axe Murderer. Those were huge, major motion pictures at the time. Like, even though this is before, like I grew up, it was hilarious. It was so funny. What about the girl that you stole her audition? Are y'all still friends? And is she like, oh my gosh, she took my shot. It was a guy who sent me on the audition. Um, 
And yeah, we're still friends to this day. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I love that. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people I think know you as, you know, this incredibly powerhouse comedian. You're just funny. I'm sure like, listen, born funny, you know, came from this family, but have this litany of movie credits. You've been in tons and tons of films. Um, when is it that you feel like you looked back and you're like, damn, I'm making some money. I might've made it. You know, at what point in your career did you have that small moment when you're like, okay, I might be doing something here. Well, financially to this day, the most financially um, lucrative film that I ever did was Borat. When I did it was Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Um, You know, I have different demographics. I have, white people that know about stuff that I do that's white related that black people don't know about. Then I have black mm-hmm, stuff that mm-hmm, I do that mm-hmm. white people don't know about. Then I have middle of the road stuff, you know, just like um, I'm on uh, Hacks, which is on HBO Max mm-hmm. on Gene Smart. Well, a lot of black people don't know about that show. I'm also uh, did a part on another show called Tiny Beautiful Things for Amazon. A lot of people don't know about that show, but then there's white people who don't know who Cat Williams is. You know, there's, 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 it's just different demographic. I just happened to straddle the line on, on both sides, you know. Borat, for sure, though, was the uh, biggest movie that I've, I've done financially. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Some would call a thought leader. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. No unexplained theories, no mundane lessons, no using 20 words when two will do. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. I'm giving you straight talk, relatable stories, and life lessons through my own experiences and the lens of others. We're not just talking about why financial freedom is important. We're focusing on how you can achieve it too. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done from the streets to the suites. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MovieFone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, and that certainly says something for how you've been able to diversify. Because I love that you're like, look, there's white people who will know me from here. There's black people that might know me from here, from comedy, but all these things. This is how you sort of have longevity in like the fickle world of Hollywood, (laughs) for sure. But I love Tiny Beautiful Things. Like, that show is funny. I love... um, I, I, I forgot that you were on there. That is amazing. Um, let's let's go back into sort of this the the journey of comedy as well. Um, you are one of the first females to have your own Las Vegas residency for comedy. Like bam, 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 unheard of. Um, what was it like trying to navigate this? Because I know, you know, and I don't want to go too far into this idea that, oh my gosh, comedy is a male dominated industry because it is, but you've got trailblazers and icons like yourself who are doing their thing. Um, how did the residency come about? Cause that's a major money move. Well, I'm not the first, but I, I am one of the few cause I do believe that maybe Marsha Warfield might've been the first black female to have a residency in Vegas. And I really don't know, as far as comedy goes, I really don't know a lot of others. Um, I had been working at a club called Tommy T's in the Bay Area for years. And Tommy got the opportunity to bring some comics to the SLS, which is now the Sahara Mm -hmm. here in Vegas. And I was one of the comics that he brought down there. Eddie Griffin was already doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Monique was doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They had a slot for Sunday, so I did Sunday. I thought that Sunday was going to be a difficult day to do because it's Sunday. But, of course, Sunday in Las Vegas is like Friday and Saturday anywhere else. (laughs) I started doing the Sundays, and then Monique also had some uh, difficulties. I think her twins were new at that time, Mm -hmm. and so she wanted to stay home more with the kids. So I took over more days for her, and they were very popular. So when that run ended, uh, my agency, because, you know, it's not about how cute you are. It's not even about how fun you are. What it's about is can you put asses in those seats? Can you make us some money? That's right. And so I had been doing that. So my agency knew that Jimmy Kimmel was starting a comedy club. I believe it started in probably 2019. And so they went to them with the numbers and were like, hey, this girl does pretty good out here. You might want to consider her to 
come to your club. I guess that's how the conversation went. And then I started my residency here. Now, I was only doing one night. I was only doing Sunday nights. Then on March 15th of 2020 is when Las Vegas shut down. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget that day because my, my, my birthday is March 12th. And we were, we were going to have a party and everything like that. I got an email just hours before the show saying, hey, we're not, you know, we're canceling the show until further notice. Da, 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 da. So. Oh, God, that was such a crazy time. Two years and nine months. Damn. Two years Damn. and nine months before I was able to come back. And I'm glad that they brought me back here to Kimmel's. And now I'm doing Sundays and Mondays at 9.30 here in Vegas. I love it. Okay, tell me about the crowd, because I'm just curious. You know, I love your sense of humor. I feel like you got the wit, the punch, the pack. You're, you are like the secret spirit animal that I wish I had, that I could just go out there and be like, and tell everybody what I think. So like, we all live through you. Tell me what the crowd is, because I think this is so interesting as you pack out seats. Is it black people? Is it white people? Who's coming to see you in Vegas? It really varies. What it's not is, it's not like uh, the regular club, like on the road. You know, a regular Mm -hmm. club on Mm -hmm. the road, I can usually expect, you know, mostly black people and some white people. But in Vegas here, there's a lot of walk-ups, people who are just walking by and say, oh my God, she's here. There's people from Europe who just want to see the girl from Borat. They may not even understand English. They just want to see me. There's (laughs) lots of people who plan their trips to Vegas around my show because, you know, you could come see Usher on Saturday and go see me on Sunday. You know, you got a three-day weekend. Mm -hmm. Boom, there it is. My crowds vary. Some nights it's a lot of black people with a few white people. Sometimes it's mostly white people with a few black people. But if you're a professional mm-hmm. comedian, your job is to entertain all the people all the time. All the and people. so that's what I, mm-hmm. I'm able to do. I don't get intimidated. I don't have any problem with my comedy translating over from different audiences because what I talk about is universal. You know, if you talk about weight or kids or food or sex, <laughs> so um, that's what I basically, of course, I always speak from a, you know African-American standpoint, and I do teach a little bit when I do my comedy, because they're trapped and they have to listen, or they can leave, like Paul Mooney, like Paul Mooney <laughs> used to run them out. And um, I, uh, I also have only can only speak from a female standpoint. So you're getting a black female's perspective on everything when you come see me, but it's digestible. It's not nothing that's stuffed down your throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, you know, like you're going to a Black Panther party, although I do have my days, you know, depending on what's going on in the world, you know, because it's not been a great season for white people around the water lately. This is true. Between the submarine and that mollywop they got on the deck. <laughs> You know, it's not been God. not been a good season, and I do talk about that too. Now, are you uh, now? You know, I have a question because you brought up the submarine, and I, I have to ask everyone: Would you have gotten on that submarine if it was free? Not only would I not have gotten, I don't know anybody who would have gotten on there. Because just like I say in my act, 
you they're not marine biologists. They didn't go down there to help nobody. This is more about privilege and money, and I can do it because I have the money to do it. They didn't take that money and pool it and try to help nobody. Nope. They just did that. That was just about privilege. And and then they signed a paper saying if you go down here, you might die. And they're like, <laughs> okay. And then they died. You know, and you gotta go down there by the Titanic with all them souls down there waiting for you to come down. Not to mention my people that was thrown off into the water before the Titanic even went down. Oh yeah. So, you know. It's not no place I would have gone on my vacation destination, you know? Not not for that money either. I agree. I just I just had to ask. I mean, I'm sure there's people who would have gone down there. You know, maybe Diddy, you know, he's such a crazy narcissist. He might would have went down there. Or no, you know for sure. I don't know, maybe maybe I don't know, somebody, but 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 not this girl. And not maybe nobody Diddy, I yeah. deal with. Not me, not me. And uh, first of all, do you know how small that thing is? That actually would have been my worst nightmare. It was tiny. It was like a sh small Kia Sorento. Everybody just like it was tiny, and then just packed in. But anyways, I want to move on. In a Kia. I'm not. I'm not even getting in a Kia. So thank you. Well, listen, that's testament. To and all that's, your on land, so. <laughs> that's on land. That's on land. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at gogreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, money movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. Until next time. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yeah. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.